Corny Cronin, Israel Gutierrez, Kevin Blackstone, Frank Isola. I'm looking for the Mount Rushmore of parade party animals. Prime Gronk, Peak J.R. Smith, World Cup Pino, and just when you thought Travis Kelsey was ready to vault, he's just hanging out with Ma. And it's Ski Goggle Mahomes. Let's go around the horn. <laughs> I'm Brady. Oh yeah, Brady on the boat. Oh, that was that was right. That was Pantheon level. Get to that in a second. Bucks 131, Celtics 125 last night. Game went to overtime. That this was even a game with Celtics sitting all their starters was impressive. It's Milwaukee's 11th straight win. After the game, Giannis saying the top seed doesn't matter. It's not going to be easy no matter what. You got to earn it no matter what. Top seed doesn't matter. Milwaukee gets the win though, Frank. Around the horn to you. Take away from left night. Oh, it, it definitely matters. It mattered last year when they had to go to Boston for a game seven, and they shot four for 33 on three-pointers. So don't tell me it, was, it didn't matter. The Milwaukee would much rather be playing in their arena. But I will say this. Those are the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. The case could be made. They're the two best teams in the NBA. So if I'm getting a game seven, I want in my building. They caught a bit of a break. No Jalen Brown, no Jason Tatum. But remember, last year in the playoffs, no Chris Middleton. And as he starts to get back, Milwaukee will be much more dangerous. Gavin Blackstone, take away from last night. Yeah, well, I'd agree with what uh, Frank just said, but I would underscore the return of Chris Middleton. You know, a career 39% three-point shooter, only shooting 29% right now. There was a stretch last night where he missed a mid-range. He flared to the corner. He was wide open, got the ball back from Drew Holiday, missed a wide open three-pointer. So I'm a little bit more concerned about the speed of the health return with Chris Middleton and what that means for this team rather than them getting the, the, uh, the home floor advantage in the playoffs. Israel Gutierrez, take away from last night. I find it odd that the team with the best home record in the conference is saying that the home court advantage doesn't <laughs> okay. matter in the playoffs. Um, I find it odd of the timing as well. They just had a game against a depleted Celtics team in which they got 15 more free throws. And that's something that normally happens at home. And you probably want that in the playoffs, especially when you've got a Giannis Antetokounmpo who gets uh, mocked on the free throw line while he's on the road and is only shooting 62% from there. So I do think that of all these teams, it might be Milwaukee that needs that home court the most. It feels like, you know, Boston is a very, very difficult place to play. They just experienced that. Philly with Joel Embiid is a very difficult place to play. They want to have the seventh game at home. So Giannis, he's been a beast during this thing, 37, 13, and 6 during this 11-game stretch. He could carry that team. It doesn't even matter what Chris Middleton does, but they they definitely should be getting or reaching for that number one seed and not saying, hey, casually, it's not that important. I feel like it was the wrong message. And Courtney Cronin. The Bucks' offense has been nothing shy of explosive during this 11-game stretch, 125.3 points per game. But defensively, that's where they're going to make their hay here in the postseason. you got to think about what Drew Holiday did. On a career 40-point night, it was his penchant on the defensive end of the ball, stripping Derek White on the other end, taking that ball and throwing it down for a dunk. Two of those three turnovers that he forced came in overtime. That's the key for a Mike Budenholzer team. You know how seriously they take the defensive side of the ball, and that's what's going to help carry them into the postseason for a deep playoff run. Frank, I'll go back to you with just one counterpoint from Giannis's perspective. He knows they've won an NBA Finals when they didn't have home court in the Finals. So, yep. applying that to his, his rhetoric here. Well, remember, though, they did close out the series 
at home. They won a huge game five in Phoenix. I get that. They closed that at home. But part of the problem with the NBA regular season, we never get these big games. And I get it. Jason Tatum, it was sick. Jalen Brown, legitimate injury, has a broken face. Do you know that Kevin Durant and LeBron James have not played each other since Christmas Day of 2019? That's the problem with this sport. Like, the big players don't play enough during the regular season. Mm. Commissioner Isolo, do you have a, a solution for that? Uh, no. Ah, I don't know. So you're, you're happy to bemoan it, but no quite. Well, no they're solution. getting paid. Play. We need guys to play. We'll move on. The fallout from Juju Smith-Schuster's Valentine's Day card to James Bradbury is ongoing. It's still nuclear. Juju was trending. Card was trending. Hold was trending. TikTok boy is what A.J. Brown called him in his response. That was trending. Millions upon millions saw this. Cordy, is it fair for Juju Smith-Schuster to troll James Bradbury, or is it foul? It's absolutely foul, and I will go back to what I said on Monday's show. He did not know in the moment that he was being held. There was a third and eight earlier in the game where Bradbury grabbed onto his jersey. He got a no call on it, and he was absolutely irate. Players know how to sell that, those, what happens in those moments to get those calls. So very clearly, the first time around, he knew it was a joke. I digress. This is just such a tacky look from somebody who was, frankly, an afterthought for the Chiefs offense in the playoffs. Yes, I know he got injured in the AFC Championship game, but he was kind of carried to the win here. Mm. It wasn't like he was mm. the mitigating factor for the Kansas City Chiefs, so I think it's a foul look from him. Israel Gutierrez. It was hilarious. It was probably the fault of the calendar <laughs> that it hurt so much because it was just a couple yeah. of days after. <laughs> the um, there were hearts on the message. Yeah. I don't know if that helps. I, I do. <laughs> it was talked about as the sort of most talked about play of the game. And Juju Smith-Schuster isn't saying, hey, I'm the best. It's just, hey, I got held in a very important moment in the game. And that was a clever way to do that. I think it's fine for other people to come to his defense, his own teammates to come to his defense. I feel like it just, you know, they're not really taking it for what it is. If this happened three weeks later, four weeks later, I think it would have been a little bit more calm in terms of the reaction. But I think Juju right, so was very clever with something. You'll forgive anything he is a social media guy, so why not? Mm-hmm. Kevin Blackstone, how about you? Well, the thing not is anything. that Bradbury had, had, had stood up and told everybody, yes, this happened, right? He had diffused the possibility of anything coming back at him like this. And I think that's, that, that's what I think of first when I see this tweet. It's like, yo, man, this is over with. I know, to the, I know the spoils go to the winner, but there's no spoil here. There, 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 there's nothing to this. Just move on. And to Courtney's point, you're just a guy. You're just a cog on that team right now. It's not up for you to, to stand up and, and make this statement. So normally I would laugh this off, but I, I, thought, this was, uh, I thought this came off as sour. And Frank Isola. <laughs> I think Izzy hit on it. Not only the calendar, it's Valentine's Day. It's, it, it works in that moment. Would I do it? No. Do I understand the Eagles being ticked off? Yes, I do. But it's Twitter. This is where this stuff used to happen. He's having a little bit of fun. He's not mocking him saying, you made a terrible play. They're never going to forget this for the rest of your career. Most people are still blaming the ref, number one. And I would, I would also say about it, you know, here's a guy you want to get mad at. Get mad at Travis Kelsey, who's screaming and cursing after the game. To talk about how nobody, dist- nobody respects the, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Come on. That's more absurd than what Juju Schuster-Smith did. Gutierrez back opinion. in. If everybody's mocking or knocking Juju Smith-Schuster for his ability, why'd you have to hold him? 
if he's not that good, why'd you have to Ooh. hold him on the play, whether it was questionable or not? Ooh. I think it was fair. I think it was I fun. I didn't expect I don't this have from you, Israel. Anybody can talk on the winning team. It doesn't have to just be the stars. Good point. Good Cordy, point. I'll give you the final word on this. I love that A.J. Brown bookended what he said, calling him a TikTok star, and that Patrick Mahomes resurrected his career with, congratulations, insult, but also congratulations. He's the one who looks yeah. good here at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kansas City's fair, parade fair, today, man. Mahomes was feeling it. Actually, he's probably feeling nothing right now. Might be feeling something tomorrow. Mahomes is going nowhere, of course. Reed is coming back, and so are both coordinators. Why would another team hire the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl winning team or the defensive coordinator of the Super Bowl winning team when you're going to hire the guys they beat? Everybody at a parade always says, and we're going to do it again. But with this team and Dynasty Talk bubbling up, how real is it, Israel? I think they're on the verge, they're on the precipice, if you will, of being a dynasty. The way I feel about dynasty, it's not necessarily like a certain arbitrary span of time. It's within, let's just say, a span of time that they feel like the team that everybody has to get over. That no matter what you do, it feels like they just do something to beat you. And I think this year sort of put them over the top with Patrick Mahomes on a high ankle sprain in the conference championship, in the Super Bowl, just doing whatever it took. And I think most people would say, if you look at the team top to bottom, the roster, the Philadelphia Eagles, were better and and Patrick Mahomes did this to them and I think that if he continues to be that person that player and carry this organization for the next five six years I think with one more Super Bowl run next year they're officially a dynasty okay Courtney give me the specifics here how many Super Bowls makes a dynasty how many Super Bowl appearances what is Casey on the precipice of well, I think Andy Reid would really like Izzy's shirt. That seems like something he would wear in a championship parade. It is very Andy Reid-esque, and I love it. I would like one, too. Um, to me, what defines a dynasty? Is the dynasty, like, you know, back-to-back wins? Like the Patriots did that in 2003, 2004, and to me, that's what we look at as what started their dynasty. It's winning in repeat seasons because that is so difficult to do in the NFL. Only a handful of teams have done that. But the window of winning, the fact that they've won two Super Bowls in the last five seasons, I'm with Izzy. I don't think that there's an exactly like in a set number of years you have to win within. I think it's the back-to-back that sets one team apart from others. Right, guys, solo. Uh, Courtney's 100% right on this, and I get it. We hey. live in an age now give where it was the greatest game of all time. It was the greatest halftime show of all time. The greatest team, the greatest quarterback. Oh, give me a break. Can they <laughs> win at least two in a row before we declare them a dynasty? I'm thinking you need to win three in a row to be to – be, uh, him too, that's right. Don't you have to win three in a row maybe to be a dynasty? They're the most dominant team. They may, they may end up dominating the entire decade because of their quarterback, but – Let's dial it back a little bit. They've only won Devin two. Black, a stone, I turn to, to you. They've been in three Super Bowls in the past few years. They've won two of them. They've been expected to win the last three. They have the most dynamic quarterback in football then. right now, and he's only 27 years old. They got rid of Tyreek Hill, and everybody said, oh, my goodness, their offense is going to be in trouble. But they still got Eric Bieniemy out there coordinating things, and they still put up monster numbers. They scored on their last four possessions in this game to come back against the, be- the second-best defense in the league, they are a dynasty no matter how they change Kevin, you, the you brought up the enemy there and how they have stability, at least at the coordinator positions, because you don't hire the coordinators from the winning team. You of hire them from not. the losing team. Historically, of I don't know if not. that's the case. You run it up for the Washington Post today, though. 
Yeah, well, it's just it's just outrageous. I mean, I, I, you you can't explain this. Every nitpicking thing that is against Eric Bieniemy, you could make an argument that white coaches in the same situation have been able to overcome for whatever reasons. And so this is just uh, uh, just a ridiculous Every situation. Every man deserves of a team that made the Super Bowl. Uh, from 2016 on, has has gone on Got to be a yep. head coach immediately, except for Leftwich and Callahan yep. at Cincinnati, which is just two years ago. And, uh, and he deserves an opportunity to fail as a head coach. Coordinators That's of all. Kansas City before him, Nagy and Peterson, all got hired Peterson. immediately straight to being head coach. They didn't win the Super Bowl. Um, the party animal shirt that, that Israel's wearing, you know, the, the, the Hawaiian shirt or whatever you want to call it, that has been, like, number one for party animals. But Mahomes today with the ski goggles. Ski goggles replaces that. If you go to a party with ski goggles, you're not remembering a thing. Buy yourself next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. It's buy or sell. It's Jim Irsay. No one can shy away from the fact what quarterback means in this league and how we have to look going forward where, where Shane and Chris really, you know, dig into this draft and really see where you're at. Do you stay put? Do you trade up? You know, there, there's many things you can do. Although the Alabama guy doesn't look bad, I tell you. Mm, so dropping the Alabama guy, Bryce Young, of course. Whether it had Todd McShay now having the Colts trading up to number one in his latest mock draft, whether that was the impetus for it or not, you can give me some light into that, Courtney. But my question is, did Ursa say too much here? I can hear someone in Houston's front office yelling, hey, Jim Ursay, keep your beak out of this because we know Jim Ursay isn't trying to troll the Chicago Bears here with the like that Alabama guy. And then he posts a picture of himself riding an actual black bear at Lincoln Park Zoo saying that his history with the Chicago Bears goes all the way back 60 years. He knows that the Bears are open for business. The Bears know that the Colts are trying to be aggressive and move up. 
He's trying to drive the price way up for the Houston Texans to move back from number two to number one to get their guy at quarterback. That's who you think this is. Israel Gutierrez, how about you? Look, the Colts' new uh, coach was Justin Herbert's offensive coordinator when he was a rookie and was Jalen Hurts' offensive coordinator and did great with those two players. So, yes, we get him somebody that can be a franchise quarterback, but it doesn't have to be moving up to number one. It could be C.J. Stroud. It could be Will Levis from Kentucky. If you if you really believe a six-foot uh, quarterback from Alabama is absolutely the franchise guy, then you do it. But I think there are other options out there, and I think this is just the classic owner just looking at that number one potential pick and saying, hey, maybe I want that shiny yeah, object. Black stone. Yeah, I mean, of course, no surprise here. I mean, this is exactly what the uh, Colts need. They need a quarterback. They need a franchise quarterback. Could Bryce Young be it? Sure. Could it be somebody else in a quarterback-rich draft, which is what the experts tell us? Absolutely. Where was Jalen Hurts drafted? I believe second round. Is that about right? right. So there are a lot of ways you can get a quarterback that can carry you uh, far in this league. Frank Isola. I do think that Jim Irsay has got a little Jerry Jones in him, and I think he loves to be the guy talking. I think the GM is sitting there thinking, why are you, why are you going down this road? The head coach must be thinking the same thing. I disagree with Courtney on this one. I don't think that he's being coy. I think that he's basically telling everyone what our plan is. We want to go get this guy, which is a big mistake to say that publicly, I think. Mm-hmm. Buy or sell, too, what the Baltimore Ravens hire at offensive coordinator might mean. For Lamar Jackson, Todd Munkin coming off two championships at Georgia with Stetson Bennett. Before that, he's worked with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Air Raid was once Munkin's philosophy. Frank, do you think this makes it more likely Lamar Jackson is a happy Raven? Would Munkin be a good fit for his career? I think the money is going to make Lamar Jackson a happy Raven, but I don't think he'll have a problem with this. They know what they're getting in Lamar Jackson. About the offensive coordinator adjusting to him. The big date's going to be March 7th. By then, they, they either have to offer him a contract or make him the franchise player. The biggest concern for me with Lamar Jackson, he's been out since December 4th with that knee injury. Kevin Blackstone. Give him $45 million. That's what the tag is. No quarterback in this league should take to go about their business differently than Kirk Cousins. And as far as this deal is concerned, this is a great deal because this is, this is building that bridge back. He said he would give Lamar some input on this. Apparently he did. And so that's okay. saying that we have faith in you. We understand you. We want to be on the same page. Israel Gutierrez. This doesn't tell me that Lamar wants to go back to the Ravens for this offensive coordinator. This tells me that the Ravens definitely want Lamar Jackson back because this offensive coordinator can just uh, devise an offense that's perfect for him. So that tells me that they're going to do whatever it takes to pay him, uh, whether it be going the franchise tag or, or what have you. He's going to be on the Ravens next year. Whether or not they still you know, go the long-term deal, I think is Cordy Krohn determined. Todd Munkin's been really good getting quarterbacks involved in the run game, so we know that that will certainly benefit Lamar Jackson. But on top of that, you've got to think about what he did at Georgia the last two seasons, helping that offense become a national champion. And Lamar has gotten better as a passer every single season since he's been in the NFL. He's coming off a career low as a starter in yards per attempt and completion percentage. Having an offensive coordinator who's going to be focused on reigniting a passing attack. They finished with the second fewest yards during the four seasons that Greg Roman was calling plays. That's what's going to help Lamar Jackson rediscover some of the MVP magic that we saw a couple and years ago. And are you with Israel and, and Frank and Kevin unanimous here? Lamar's back with the Ravens? Yeah, I mean, he's going to get Man. franchise tagged at the very least. I do not believe he will get tagged and traded. I think he would end up playing on that tag for one year. Borny, Frank, let's keep you long term. Israel, 
Blackstone. Don't consider this a franchise tag, but just consider this a uh, front row seat for Showdown. DC Ice, Showdown next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Raiders releasing Derek Carr means he's an immediate free agent. Reports are Panthers, Saints expected to be interested. Courtney, if you're a team in need of a quarterback, do you make a play for Carr? Or maybe wait to see what Rodgers decides once he comes back to the light. I'm not... I'm not sure when Aaron Rodgers is going to come out of the darkness, so no, I don't wait on Rodgers. And if you're a team like Carolina, there's no guarantee you can get up from 9 to 1 to draft a quarterback. So I think you get involved in the free agent market right away. Right, guys, Sola? I think Rodgers already knows where he's going. If you're the Saints, you're the Panthers, you're the Jets, you go up to Derek Carr. The Jets want Rodgers. They should go after Carr. It's the Jets. They'll end up with neither. Mm-hmm. So wait, you think Rodgers knows where he's going. Where's he going, Frank? Either Green Bay or the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll move on. The roster for three-point slam dunk and skills announced. Take it in. And, Frank, tell me what you got excited about. The the three-point looks great. The slam dunk's not exactly Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dr. J, and Dominique. But I love the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo wants to compete in this cockamamie skill competition with his brothers. How about that? Bravo to him. Mm -hmm. Hey, Courtney. Have you heard of Mac McClung's story? He played in 30 cities over the first two years of his career after going undrafted, and now he's going to have his chance to have his Vince Carter moment in the dunk contest. Yeah, yeah. That, he's been a viral one dunker of them's not an NBA city. for That's years since he's been in high school. But you're right. He's been through it. We'll split the point. And it all comes down to this. Here's a story from Delray Beach, uh, Florida, and the tennis tournament there. You don't read often. Full-time real estate professional Mattia Petrotic stunned former world number eight Jack Sock. Petrotic works as a director of real estate investment firm, plays tennis part-time, but beat Sock 466262. Had to leave work early, sent an email to his colleagues, and is now asking for a day off today. You're granting that day off? And what's the most impressive part of this, Courtney? Yes, I'm granting the day off. His boss is granting the day off because he trains with his boss, who's 70 years old. And on top of it, he trains five to six days a week as a semi-pro. Ice? Well, we've heard of football players leaving factory jobs and playing. What about a third-string goalie they pull out of the crowd? This is actually more impressive because it's individual. I would say the second most is me filling in for Tony when I have to do that. Just <laughs> picking me out of the crowd. Bill and Frank, that's what you're known as. It's an incredible story. Frank, I stole it. 30 seconds of FaceTime. Wow. Really quick, a little goat talk here. Michael Jordan turning 60, donating $10 million to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Meanwhile, LeBron James, who also does a lot of charitable work. But when is he going to play again? Since breaking Kareem's record, here's the numbers on LeBron. Two points, two ceremonies, three missed games, and one Super Bowl. We want to see LeBron out there. By the way, another ceremony is scheduled for Sunday at the All-Star Game. He leads the league in ceremonies. We know that. 
Oh, Frank. He's oh, my goodness. He's been playing basketball since Frank's he was six. See you tomorrow around the horn. Unbelievable.